0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Sorry You're In My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. My name is Aaron and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. Hello there. And this week's No Exception. Thank you so much for downloading. Thank you for joining us for another week's worth of whittling entertainment around film and TV and anything in between. James, how have you
1: been? I've been cracking, so it's been a weird time. You know, uh, you know that there, Esther? Mm. I've been going back, mate, watching some of the films... That she's missed out on. I'm gonna start big.
0: You say missed out like she's been kept in someone's basement and she's just like she's got 20 years to catch up yeah, on.
1: I feel like she's had a life. So instead of watching all these films that I really like, <laughs> she's, she's been out. She's, she's been, been outside. Out, she's been outside gardening, living life, getting degrees and stuff. I don't know what's wrong with her, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. She, she's been living that thing called life instead of sat in a dark room, which makes me feel so happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've. So she came with me to the midnight launch of Reeves the Batman. Yeah, and it was dark. It was kind of grotesque. It was sad. It was emo. It was great. And what about the film? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we
1: little sausage. Um, but <sighs> it's time. So uh, I we rewatched Batman Begins, and we rewatched The Dark Knight. Oh. We watched The Dark Knight last night
0: to see that with fresh eyes.
1: So i'm gonna tell you this now this is the highest comment do you remember we used to podcast with three of us yeah yeah and that third person used to say it was so good i stopped doing my ironing <laughs> like like that was a that was the that was the bar yeah. lester <laughs> well, loved the dark night so much she stopped sewing <laughs> oh wow she she loved it she, she was going on we'll probably do an episode where we talk about these things that she's missed out but i've got two questions for you mm. i rewatched it again it's been a while since i've seen it it's been a couple of years and i'm starting off strong here starting off big changed my mind, I've gone back to The Dark Knight being the best comic book film of all time. What had you changed it to? I think I'd I'd moved on the height of the Avengers. And the end game. And and the end game, and I just think it was such, sat in that audience, I even went with you and you'd already seen it and even mm. you were excited because you remember I was really ill at the time. Yeah. And we still went. I think I just had back surgery. <laughs> and we, we went and it was it was amazing mate. And it was still goosebumps and you know like oh Captain Marvel reveal at the end. It was like, oh my god, where does it go? You know, part 2. Mm. You like, go back in time. It was amazing. It was like I think the cinema experience that was the best cinema experience I'd ever had.
0: And and, and the question you're asking here is is superhero. Yeah. What Endgame gave us was exactly what you want in a superhero film. Yeah. All the superheroes fighting together, collaboratively, each getting their own moment in the spotlight to do their thing. Whereas Dark Knight works on a more complex level where it's, it's brilliant as a superhero film, but also just as a piece of filmmaking. Do you know what I think really was, And I think i would nailed it down two
1: things. It's the supporting characters of like, you know, Eric Roberts as the, as the, hench, uh, mm. as the, the leader of a mob family. He's brilliant. Everyone maximises their time and it's just going to be like out of nowhere and why I think he Heath Ledger, mate. No, one, <laughs> no, no, no one's talking wait, about Heath Ledger as the joke. Who's that? <laughs> and watching him again in his element, in his best role, in the best performance of one of the best villains ever created. I, I genuinely, I don't, I felt dirty for cheating mm. on it. I was like, I love this film. Why am I apologising for loving this film? He is one of, uh, mate, Right in the audience. Not only is it one of my favourite comic book films of all time, it's one of my favourite films of all time. Mm. And what we never talk about, no one ever talks about is what Christopher Nolan did really well was he made you believe a billionaire would hate crime so much he decided, you know what, I'm gonna dress up as yeah. a bat and fuck people up. Yeah. It's something that just got ignored for everywhere else. So like, why is Ben Affleck, Batman? Move on. <laughs> it doesn't
0: instead, matter. Instead of like, you know, solving, you know, like homelessness and his you know, and all that kind yeah. of stuff and, and yeah. helping him with Helping with uh, growth, you know, and, and, and stuff like that, and finances that maybe prevent people yeah. from getting into crime in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beat the living shit out Beat of them. Him. Mate. Beat them, It makes them feel better. Yeah, I mean, Dark Knight is, is classic. I mean, for me, it always goes back to Logan, which is weird because I like Logan on the level that it's not a comic book film. That it's it a has, western. It's a western, yeah. but it has such a kind of it has a weight on its shoulders, and it has you know it has dust on its boots. It's that kind of feel to that film that I just love. And Hugh Jackman, I think, gives a, a just an outstanding performance in that film. And I've got a question for you. This is it, mate, because I love Logan as well.
1: I think mm. it's top three. I, it, this has re-established The Dark Knight as number one, and, and I feel bad for saying otherwise, but Logan's always there. It's near the top, and I want Esther to watch Logan. But to get the true gravitas of the role she's gonna have to watch some X-Men films. Now, which one can she watch and which one can she pass? Because, and this is the problem now with liking a franchise or liking a a film, you have to watch so many other backstories. I'll tell you what, mate, Last Stand, probably not gonna make it. Yeah,
0: I I think (laughs) she probably needs to watch the three though. But that's what I mean. And then then have a hot bath. (laughs) Scrub it off, and then and then watch uh, Logan. Yeah, but
1: can I ignore the Wolverine films?
0: Yes, most definitely. <laughs> like we all do. I I think you've got to. I think yeah. I think I think. But Logan is the gift they keep on giving. I I last time we watched it, there's that moment where, you know, where Logan says to to Xavier at the beginning, it's like they're all gone, Charles. And then Charles says, "What did you do? Yeah." And it's never answered. There's a lot there. That it's like I want to know kind of thing. And he is flawed and failed and. It, it, Limousine I mean, driver, it's,
1: randomly. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it's brutal, but it's I I love it. I think Logan is 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 for me still there with Dark Knight.
1: It was it was daring as well because I will always maintain the most powerful mutant in the world is is losing grip on reality. Mm. You know, Charles Xavier. You always forget, because this man in a wheelchair, that he is the most powerful mutant of all yeah. time. And he's losing his, he's losing his mind, yeah, and the it affects everyone. Most
0: <laughs> powerful mind in the world getting dementia. He's
1: it's, fucking it's, amazing, yeah. and but but I can't believe I cheated on you. I'm sorry The Dark Knight, Esther loved it. We'll talk about it some other yeah. time. But that's why I'm at. I'm back at watching the heavy hitters, mate. Mm.
0: I've watched a lot of stuff this week that I wanted to take this shorter episode to cover. Uh, in no particular order, we're gonna talk about the Marvels. I've seen A Haunting in Venice. Everyone's favorite uh, mustache attached to a detective is back. Uh, reach a season two Sisu if you like a bit of violence against the Nazis lots to talk about and and as my retrospective uh, retrospective rewatch I've revisited Fargo the TV series series one series one yeah Ooh. started it from the beginning so I want to watch series five the new series um, and I never fully finished I think three the Ewan McGregor one with
1: you babe so exactly I thought let's I'm just not. start
0: again Emily was interested we watched season one last week we watched two episodes in the evening I will say it doesn't need to be ten episodes in rewatch. It, it probably could have done with eight max.
1: Uh, my frame was a great choice for that bumbling idiot turned opportunist. Yeah,
0: and Oliver Platt's great in it. Is the kind of, and obviously Billy Bob Thornton. He's in his element. I genuinely think it might be this my second favorite role of his. That's that's certainly um, that's certainly uh, an interesting character. The person that just it's not that he operates outside of the law. He operates with no interest in the yeah. law <laughs> and there is something very different in the two I never really liked Colin Hanks
1: I always thought Colin Hanks was a bit of a wet blanket but the scene where he basically gets intimidated by Billy Bob Thorne is like do you want to make this choice or do you want to go back to your car yeah. and pretend that you didn't and like Colin Hanks does like such a great job of his character like spending years trying to like regretting that decision yeah. I genuinely think he's the best of the best and I loved it and I'll tell you what have you watched season 2 yet?
0: Um, we started that season yeah. 2 is one of my favourite seasons of yeah. TV ever so season 2 obviously picks up you know the years before and it's the 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 granddad younger isn't yeah. it so that's how they're connected but i do um yeah i do what i did like about fargo was the changing narratives you start that it's very much martin freeman kind of shifts on to billy Bob and then it kind of shifts on to holly uh i think it's sanderson the detective then yeah. it moves as you say over to to, to colin hanks's character and by the end of it i was really pleased to be like th- there's there's no there's not really been a lead it's kind yeah. of changed and swapped and you know and, and characters kind of come into it and characters you know get murdered out of it and yeah I, I was quite interested in it to be like oh that's you know it, and certainly from the film uh, it was worth a rewatch but yeah it probably could have been a few episodes shorter because it did feel the last two I was like yeah Emily was like is there there's more I was like yeah there's two more we're going to Vegas <laughs> in, in episode nine <laughs> you know he's is weird isn't it yeah you you, eight six could have done I six to eight I but yeah. Billy with is is great in it Um, any particular order have you got things to talk about I do you well? what?
1: I've seen all of yours so should we
0: keep to this keep to yours the big ones the mar the marvels then which yeah. is now released on disney plus um can so i ask
1: you why didn't you want to go
0: to cinema and see this uh because i've got a kid and uh i just do not have time
1: so i'm going to tell you now i feel like the marvel's got three main leads it's got obviously captain marvel that like we do know yeah. and when we her first outing we loved the 90s fell into a blockbuster couldn't get more 90s throw yeah. in some 90s soundtrack nice soundtrack i've i don't remember the unnamed marvel you know the daughter the friend she, she... Camilla
0: Kahn from... No,
1: no, she's Miss Marvel Oh, Monica Rambeau Monica Rambeau, thank you I completely forgot that she has actually been introduced in a TV series
0: She's in WandaVision
1: And this is where my problem comes Is I've got three main leads mm. And maybe I don't know anything about fucking two of the three And that's kind of your problem, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right Sorry, i away No, no, <laughs> Disney did say, didn't they That originally the, the TV series would be independent But now they are very much ingrained in the ethos in the world of MCU but it was every Marvel Bros' worst nightmare when uh, they brought out a film with three female leads, because it created that whole online negativity and you know everything that went around it created not the best and most pleasant atmosphere for a film before its release.
1: Yeah, and it just goes. For you, for you have sake. to go
0: into it absolutely blind and and, um, and take for what it is. Captain Marvel two follows Brie Larson's 2019 hit. This time, Carol Danvers is joined by Monica Rambeau, uh, who was in WandaVision and got her powers. Um, in that film when she w- went through Wanda's hex and created their new light power.
1: And that's why I've missed that. Well, and, and I've then seen
0: WandaVision. Kamala Khan has missed Marvel, so you got three of them. Kyle Danvers destroys the supreme intelligence and AI... Uh, that leads the Kree. Remember the Kree yeah, we first very, saw? Yeah, the very
1: forgettable. Yeah, the hum-
0: <laughs> humanoid mutant militant race that we first we saw was Ronan the Accuser in Guardians of the Galaxy 1. When he's, yeah. That big axe, big hammer thing. I mean, honest, he wasn't it. the best villain anyway. So. Uh, ended on a dance-off, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I'm still fond of that movie. Yeah. Perfect trilogy. Uh, but we don't know much about the the the, the, the Kree, I guess. Um, but uh, civil war ensues uh, on the home planet of Halla. Uh, the planet go, uh, loses its um, air, water and sunlight and so a just, new leader is formed. Just fucking move. Do <laughs> you remember when you bought a house that had no sun water? <laughs> fucking move. move. You, like, you've seen space. We know it exists. <laughs> fucking move. Darben, played by Zoe Ashton, oh, married shame, to either. Tom Hiddleston. She
1: is, took advice from him, Loki, yeah. probably the best villain the MCU has produced, arguably.
0: Now anti-hero, I'd say. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, Don't forget all the people he killed. But other than that, <laughs> um, she's the new leader who discovers one of two Quantum bands, these are armlets that create networks which create fast travel across space. When she uses one of them, it alerts and reacts and triggers Sabre, which is a space station that uh, Nick Fury is running with Monica Rambo, But it also triggers and is on the radar of Carl Danvers. And on Earth, Camilla, who has the other quantum band, because they come as a pair, obviously, um, she has the other one. All of a sudden, the three are in a triad of connective because they've all got light powers. And if they use their power at the exact same time, they change places. Uh, They literally teleport to where they are. So uh, I'm going to come on to that in a second, actually. (laughs) But the three of them have to bond, to form, to work together to stop Darben, who is hell-bent on... Revenge towards Carol Danvers who destroyed her home planet, going after any planet that Carol Danvers is connected to, but the, not Earth.
1: The call her the Annihilator. That's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty badass, you know. Captain Marvel's not a force for good in the Kree's eye. She's under that She fucking kills planets, mate.
0: You've then got a side storyline about the Skrulls who are still trying to find. Yep. They're still refugees trying to find a planet. You know, the the TV show obviously went into that in a bit more detail. We go to a water planet where everyone sings. Um, loved that as world building I did genuinely I was like different alien love it and when they got there I was like very Star Wars-esque this yes. looks like a, this looks like a Star Wars planet I'm into this right froze to it Um, I like I like Howard Danvers as a character I like the superpower she has I like Kamala I like Monica Rambe. I think the three of them individually the three of them together no problem with I think that works really well the intersplicing where they use their power at the same time, their light power at the same time, and they swap—very, very good mechanic in a movie. You get some very good play of one of them fighting in a in a in a, in a house. All of a sudden, someone else appears who doesn't know where they are, forced into a fight. Whilst that person is now on a space station, and you've got this moment where they're all going around and I thought this is really good really fun
1: interesting different yeah. I'm with you I thought it was a great introduction to the powers I'll even take you one step further when they go into a little montage and they kind of, kind of train love a montage
0: it's funny I laughed a few times particularly this one very funny scene Nick Fury gets a lot of the laughs in this and there's one bit where uh, Kamala's falling she hasn't got the power of flight out of the three of them she can't fly and she's falling 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 and at the last second they swap powers and Carol hits the floor and uh, she obviously can fly and she's Pretty much immortal by this point, and uh, and they're all screaming. And the moment she hits the ground, he just goes, "Oh wait, it's Carol!" <laughs> and and I was bawling. I was like, "That's so funny." Um, yeah, and it has got goose returning characters with the cats. There's a very playful scene where they have to hide people in cats, and and, I, good, and I'm for that. I, you know, this is I'm not the target audience of this movie. I was entertained by it. The things I didn't particularly enjoy, or that I, I found less interesting, I, a lot of redundant side characters. Yep um villain not villainous i just was not into when you look at gore the god butcher yes and you're like that dude's terrifying no he takes out gods <laughs> Taking it out and, and then obviously he's like I, I want the other armlet because i want to i want to fast travel i
1: want to do it quicker yeah. I, the thing that i'm doing i want to do slightly quicker
0: <laughs> i didn't i didn't grasp into the motive and in introducing this villain and and the Cree, you know villainous as they are you know apparently this whole planet is villainous i thought it was just ronan i don't know them and that was not me taking the piss i don't know the comic book lore but i thought he was a rogue i didn't realize that apparently all the kree are bad yeah and that kind of is what it depicts that this is the next bad one out of that group and she just wasn't intimidating enough she's great zoe ashton's great in it and there's some good fight scenes in it where they continue that they turn what was a challenge at the beginning into a strength where they actually begin to utilize the fact that they can change and work together i think that works really well but I found the villain leaves the film, <coughs> sorry, 20 minutes before the end. Yeah. I, I literally like, I was like, she's, okay, she, she's out of it. Press pause. It's like, there's 25 minutes left. And I was like, what? Okay. And then it goes into something else. And I'm like, okay. so I think, my, I, I very much think it was a good movie. It was okay. It, it, I mean, in terms of Marvel films, it's definitely not near the bottom. It's definitely not near the top. It is that middle ground. And when you've got 25, 26 movies, there's going to be a lot of middle ground. This to me is in there i, f- I probably preferred the marvels more uh so captain marvel more and i probably preferred wandavision more and probably even miss marvel more than this film did you watch
1: miss marvel yeah yeah so as someone who didn't can i just say that is it Ka- kamala kamala khan's catch yeah I thought she was brilliant like genuinely like like she's the sort of hero like she's so she has got these powers mm. but she grows up she's grown up in a world where these powers are uh superheroes are a Alright, like mm. so she loves Captain Marvel. She has got all her stuff. Yeah, and I love the storyline that she doesn't actually get to meet her hero because she's one of the people mm. like they're swapping. So everyone around is meeting Captain Marvel. Which she's not. Yeah, thought that was going to last longer. And I thought the story was maybe she gets kidnapped and then she, they meet at the end. And not I'm not trying to spoil it, but but when they all get together, like you know the buddy cop. Ah, yeah. I always oh, the rhyme was poor, and I'm going to tell you now. I disagree with you know Zoe's character. I mm. love Zoe Ash. Actually, yeah she's like a she's a british staple she's been in a lot of british tv shows she's in doctor who for an episode she's in like bad education she's pretty good i was waiting for her i was waiting for her to become a big thing mm. i feel like she got done dirty her character's limp yeah throw, the storyline's i think the throwaway villain
0: thing isn't gonna work for marvel much longer and you know i suppose in the other you had you had films like civil war to go in there where getting to fight each other for a little bit yeah take the pressure off there being oh here's another new villain and I found that with the Marvels. I, I, like I said, I, I enjoyed it, I, I, you know, and I'll tell you another strength and this this should be a given, but it's surprising how many times it isn't and that's that these three main leads move into this and the flow of their, the arc of their character is consistent with where we've seen them previously. Yeah. And that should be, that because you think, well, that's their job, but so many look at four. That's not the same character you saw in that first movie. Um, you know, you look at Guardians of the Galaxy characters, some of them, lean into their quibs and their quirks more than others do than when you first saw them. You know, even ones that I love, um, you know, characters that I love kind of stray f- from, you know, their yeah. origin. I found these three kind of picked it up and they, it, it, you know, very naturally, you know, she's still fangirling, you know, Captain Marvel is still Captain Marvel. There's the deep-rooted, like, relationship that they have connected by their mother who passed away, Monica Rambo's mother who passed away, who should have been Captain Marvel, you know, and... So you've got all that history that works. <coughs> Sorry, back off. Um, so, I, yeah, I think I think it's all right. I think it's fine. I mean, it's, like I say, Sam Jackson's underutilised. I, I,
1: I think that's my number one problem. Is Samuel Jackson is relegated to a sidekick comedy character. Mm. And that's fine for, like, Kamala's family, because I think they were quite funny. Like, the idea of, like, an overbearing mum. You've got superpowers, but your mum's still kind of... On your case, I liked that. Yeah. But I don't know anything about her powers. I didn't know anything about because re- I genuinely forgot. I forgot I'd been introduced to it. But but when Jesus Christ, when did Vision come out? Wonder
0: Vision. Wonder Vision. Yeah. It
1: came out at the end of Phase Three, didn't it? It was like yeah. one of the first things come out. I forgot, and you've you've released like ten films since then. Mm. I'm sorry, but but this is the problem now. Getting mired in is that I'm not. I'm gonna lose interest. I thought Orion right, was crap. Like the. The ending as well just just happen like the ending, no spoilers. Promise I'm not gonna spoil it. Oh, cool, yeah. yeah but promise. but the ending, like the the actual how they fix the problem is so simple. Like you're like we well, yeah. you've done that like five minutes into the movie, I could have been home by now. Yeah. <laughs> and I I try not to spoil that
0: then. It does lack some originality towards the end. Yeah. And, and and there's a lot of I mean the fucking the word quantum keeps coming back Quantum armlets, quantum bands, quantum realms, Fuck quantum, off quantum. I think that's a big turn off nowadays. Anyone mentions anything quantum related, it's yeah. like we don't know. We, bullshit science just put quantum in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the marvels. Like I said, to me, I, I enjoyed it. At home, it was fine. Reacher Series 2. Loved it. Yeah, based on the second book by Lee Child, Bad Luck and Trouble, Alan Richmond returns as the muscular military cop turned drifter who travels around America, not looking for trouble. Trouble finds him.
1: Yeah, this just what happens, mate.
0: It's uh, this time an organization is going after Reacher and his old unit, the Special Investigators. And you do not mess with the Special Investigators. Uh, They have to band together, the Survivor members do, to take revenge and justice on this shady organisation. It's not Reacher going into old towns and small towns and taking on the corrupt. This is him going after Big Pharma. It's a big digital company that has government contracts and technologies. It's eight episodes, plenty of action, twisty narrative, right the way to the end to get the conclusion. It's also interesting. We know who the villain is. and, and, And that's really weird because I've watched a lot of mysteries recently where it's like, very early on, it's like, there's Robert uh, Robert Patrick. Yeah. He is the villain. Yeah, it's T-1000, mate, obviously. It, it's like, how long is it going to take Reacher to figure it out? And how long is it until they're going to meet? That's all that is. Now, you go first, because I'm, I'm a bit of a Reacher nerd, because I've read all the Lee Charles So stuff.
1: So someone who hasn't hasn't watched him, I watched the film, the Tom Cruise films with you. I like the character of Reacher. You know, he's served his time, and it, what he does really well is he's he's a man who who has no identity. Like He wanders the planet, mm. he, can, he wanders the country he served doing what he wants. Now, I really like the relationship he develops with his team, there's always, there's always one that knows how to get in touch with him. But then when he gets there, they do a really good job of making him seem like the outsider. And what I mean by that is a lot's happened to the team that he wasn't involved in. They got married, they had a child, and he's learning about this for the first time. I've got to say that I think it's perfectly paced. There was only eight episodes and I, I love I love the first season of Reacher until the second season of Reacher opened up the world and the characters more. So you're introduced to the psychic hacker, lady whose name I can't remember. In in this series. In this series. Um, anyway, she's in the first series where she helps out. Uh, Neagley. Neagley. There's great nods to returning characters just for a bit. They don't overstay their welcome. It's like, oh, there's this character. Do you remember them? I loved it. And as it went on and on, the problem is, <laughs> it went out of its wheelhouse. It starts off as like a simple story, but then as it went on, it was like global terrorist <laughs> and yeah. things like that and I was like oh you're stemming away from like the first film uh, the first TV series which was small town problem kind Rambo of, kind of, yeah he's Rambo whereas in this one it's like oh there's a senator but mm. I was like oh we've got but that happens very quickly so the first six the first five episodes post perfectly They, you know they go to Vegas yeah <laughs> I love those things Atlanta City yeah uh, there was oh sorry you're right it's Atlanta City but I really like So there's a cop that I loved his storyline. I thought mm. he was great. You know, the cop, they think he's corrupt. He thinks Reach is corrupt. There's that mutual respect, but there isn't because they both think the other one's going to betray them. Brilliant storyline. But then, like, the last three episodes is like, oh, 11, dialogue to mm. 11. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I did thoroughly enjoy Jack Reach's season three uh, two. Very happy they're already
0: gone with season 3 yeah. already filming. I think he's a great casting choice he's perfect casting choice uh, yeah I think most definitely I think there's going back to that thing about picking up re, uh, characters from previous I did find with this one there was a little bit too much of dumbing him down a bit even yeah. when he was in the military so this, this so a couple of things about this one there's a lot of military backstory now if, if Amazon want eight seasons yes I'd rather get them to do the military do now. backstory now yeah. than series three or four because that does slow the pace when you're watching historical stuff um, you know, and in a in a, in a case that may be linked from more this time ago. So yeah, it makes sense to put it into this one. Um, there's a bit with Alan Richardson in this one where he's a bit too like, I I just kick the door down. I don't, but he's not in the books. He's super he's genius not. as well as being brought. And he's not in the first um, TV series either. Yeah. And, and the only thing about, that I would say about this one, I did enjoy it and it was good. But Reach to me is... you you know you kick down the door while the guy's looking through the eye hole you know and the door and the guy go flying. it's about fists and brawn and bar fights not special weaponry you know uh, covid operations taking on and i know it's got to say truthful to the books and there's a few other books very much like that as well i'm pleased that the next series is based on the book persuader which i think is like book seven or eight which again is very much he has to he's he's enrolled by the the CIA he to go undercover doesn't he? yeah in a crime syndicate and earn their trust and obviously the longer he's in the more dangerous it becomes so it's going back to what i want reacher to be um and i think persuader i think the persuader is a shotgun i think from what i remember i think that's the thing at the end but um yeah to me i liked it but it wasn't it wasn't the first season was what reacher is big fish you know out of water you know he he's not in his element you know he stands out he walks down the street people turn their heads he kind of just blends in in Jersey and, and stuff like he's not he doesn't, he doesn't have that big impact but still enjoyed it it's still very good performance um, and, and I still like the episode so again binged it pretty much all from start to finish
1: the greatest thing about TV series is when you watch it if you still want to see the next season it's done its job yeah, it's oh just, yeah I'm, just I'm still like, in it just yeah, like yeah. Fargo you yeah. watch series one you want to get to season five it's done its job let's I'm looking forward to the next one Haunting in Venice do you know what, mate? I've seen this film and I... I, I so Esther and I have got a thing. We, we watch Poirot when it comes out and I've completely forgot that this film was coming yeah. out. Like, this film came out of nowhere. I think I saw a trailer for it and yeah. I, then forgot it
0: existed until I watched it. And then I, I, I regret it. I regret well, a time when Kenneth, I had forgotten about it. Kenneth Branagh, Tina Fey, Jamie Dornan, Michelle Yu, Kelly Riley. Third film in Branagh's sequence following, uh, obviously, uh, Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile based remember? on the 1969 Agatha Christie novel Halloween party
1: do you remember in the second film when it's all about how he has to grow a moustache and then he gains the confidence to not do grow a moustache yeah.
0: and then in this one it's like the great returning character is the, the moustache yeah <laughs> the, 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 yeah. with this one now retired living in Venice the human moustache <laughs> pastry eating egg measuring OCD detective from Belgium Hercule Priro is back losing his faith in God and humanity an old friend and mystery novelist Uh, uh, um, what was her name? Ariadne Oliver, played by Tina Fey, persuades him to attend a Halloween party and a dark seance hosted by an opera singer called Rowena Drake, played by Kelly Riley, who has recently lost a child. uh, Ariadri, I'm going to get that name wrong every time I see it, wants uh, Poirot to debunk a famous medium, Joyce Reynolds, played by Michelle Yu, who's going to attend the party and attempt to contact Rowena's uh, lost child. This is at the request of Rowena, so Rowena's commissioned her to come. On the night, a murder takes place, but who done it? Is it the doctor, the housekeeper, the ex-lover, the assistant, the ex-policeman, or the writer? Um, plus, it's in a building that used to be an orphanage, and apparently children died. Can Priro crack the case, or will he crack his mind? A couple of, pre- better, a couple of really positives about this. It's better than the second it's not difficult. And the second one was like, we have Gal Gadot, but she's going to die. So let's make 30 minutes to the beginning of Gal Gadot just because to lead you, to a death.
1: Because you know who's going to kill and her. And, you- and we can't edit one of the <laughs> actors out. So it's really obvious. It <laughs> and it left
0: us with 20 minutes of detective work in <laughs> what was just Gal Gadot walking around a very fake Egypt. Um, so the second film, I, I didn't want too fond of. This one is is better. It turns uh, genre slightly. It becomes a bit more horror, supernatural. I like that. Um, Took a it's, chance. It's gorgeously filmed yeah. the, the venice is a backdrop now a lot of it is obviously cgi um to make it you know uh, back end of the second world war but the interior shots are magnificent Ro- italy sorry is, is, is a, is a, as a kind of a staple of architecture to film in it really gives it that gothic opera feel to it that i, that I thought was really good for the third movie I found some of the shots in some of the the, the, the uh, cinematography, the low angle shots, I was like, th- it looks brilliant. There's so much to look at in that frame.
1: When they go for the supernatural element, that's really well shot as well. You've got the swirling POV camera on Michelle Yao. Yeah. It, it's chaotic. It's what it is. It's chaotic at the moment. It's fantastic. I really like the fact that of the three films, this is the one I genuinely didn't know immediately who did it. Yeah, well, <laughs> so <laughs> and there's also, t-
0: taking a leap out of horror uh, films, there's a found footage kind of bit as well where I think Ken Brenner's or got the camera and he's running in this like hallucination scene and um and i thought that's good it's again it's a kind of it's a horror trope you know to have that very close shaky hand camera in an otherwise very polished and and film that you know is a 12 and does look a bit too shiny to be uh you know midnight uh, uh you know 1950s venice or whatever it's meant to be set, but I like the returning character. I like Kenneth Branagh's moustache. I like the pastry, to, you know, two pastry deliveries a day, the measuring of the eggs at the beginning. It's all the things you're like, yeah, here's that character again. Mm. The murder itself, the the crime itself, I, I, parts of it I got and I was bragging on the sofa. I was like, if I've got this quicker than Poirot, I'm a legend. <laughs> and, uh, and I wasn't disappointed when the reveal happened because what I forget about Agatha Christie's work and certainly the adaptations because this is loosely based on, let's say Halloween. Um, you forget that actually, yes, there's the who done it, but actually all of the people there might have something or a secret. So it's not necessarily Paro getting everyone in a room and being like, ah, oh, well, the person is this person. It's actually, and by the way, I fucking saw you with your hand in the cookie jar and don't you think for a second I didn't see you do this and nice. it's like, oh, I didn't see all that peripheral stuff as well. So the reveal worked and, and I was like, and even when the crime's been resolved, there's a bit where he's leaving and he's like, and by the way, I know that you did this. And, and that's the bit that I got. That's the bit that I was like, oh, fuck, great. Okay, so I, on, a, on a very kind of selfish level, I was like, I'm, I'm pleased I played the game. Because I think my feedback about the second one was, you can't play the game. Because yeah. there wasn't enough of the murder scene for you to ever stand a chance of figuring it out. Whereas this one... There's loads of broken ones. I paused it and I said, oh, I said, I said these, th- I was laughing. I think you're a fucking
1: nightmare to watch this. I story am, <laughs> murder mysteries I am, because I'm
0: like, because people don't talk like they would. They're like, oh, uh, here, here's the key to this room. This room is totally soundproof, by the way. Oh, I wonder if that's got anything to do with the story. You know, it's it, there's things like that. It's like, it's like, that's a clue. Um, There's a bit with Honey and a guy licks it, and goes, oh, this isn't Wildflower. Now that stuck in my head because I've never heard of Wildflower Honey before. But this apparently isn't it. So that has to be a clue. You know, so oh, there's a lot of stuff like that that I was like, um this this stick's got a knife yeah, on the end of yeah. It. yeah, there's <laughs> elements to it. I mean, Jenny Dornan was in it and I was like, red herring. <laughs>
1: like but, I I'll be honest, I didn't like this film. <laughs> I didn't mind I, it. I I it wasn't for me. I like to watch this film and take the piss out of it. That's that's my genre. all, all three of them I've watched for us and we've taken the mick. Yeah. But that's what we do, that's that's part of our that's part of our joy watching these type of films. Mm. But I've got to admit, I didn't see the killer coming out. Like he's the one, the first one's been spoiled to death. Everyone knows who the killer is on the train, Mm. everyone. Yeah. The second one, it was pretty obvious because a certain actor had gone through a massive scandal and was being edited out of all of these films, except for this film, which made that it was probably him. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you've got uh, this one. I didn't have a clue, but it was not. I love, I love an ensemble cast sometimes. Well,
0: that's what I'm thinking. I mean, this is Cluedo on the big screen, yeah. and so I think if he's gonna do it, I do think if we get and then there was none, that would be the best one to do the fourth one. You know, ten people invited to the manor. They've all they're not connected, but are they? That that's the story. I think the next one.
1: So he said supper sequel is not it? So it starts off and he's retired, and there's a, there's a group of people waiting outside his yeah. house to get. And then at the end, and apparently he's been there for months. These people waiting, and then at the end he decides to let one of them in and talk. And I like to think that that like, guy was like, yeah, yeah. The body's decomposed by now. Yeah. You'll get no evidence <laughs>
0: from this case. You've left <laughs> it way too long, you pillock Honestly, dude, eat so many pastries and you made sugar. <laughs> um, last one for me, and this one is the film Sisu.
1: I've seen this film. It's weird that we, we, I've seen films that I don't talk about.
0: Yeah, so Sisu came out in 2022. Very short cinema stint, but he's now on uh, home video. It's on uh, Now TV, I believe. Um, legends, myth, monster, evil way. Best not be a Nazi in 1944, travelling through Finland because there's local legends of the unkillable.
1: Ooh. There's a
0: prospector who struck gold and he's making his way to a neighbouring bank across the Finnish open wastelands it's not waste it's very beautiful but it's the open lands yeah he's just trying to get some
1: money that's it he's just a simple man got some little gold
0: and he comes across a Nazi unit well the
1: Nazis are well known for being
0: a hospitable (laughs) people (laughs) there's a tank there's you know there's a convoy there's a motorbike you know all in all probably ballpark 30 Nazis yeah just call it that probably get changed from that not the ideal number (laughs) of Nazis no no no. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not sure I'm not sure what furry <laughs> Nazis is as a collective. I'm not sure that that's like like the Bakers dozen, uh, I don't know. <laughs> cockload. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a cockle of Nazis. <laughs> and um he's returning to a land that's known as scorched earth. So this is a tactic employed by the Germans where it's just like burn it down. Sounds
1: like destroy, destroy everything. <laughs> so have
0: you been to scorched earth recently? Like, lovely. He stumbles across these Nazis on the on the road uh, who are also harboring uh, a load of hostages, a load of women that they've taken. Now, in Finland at the beginning, there's a, a bit of text appears that says there's this myth. Sisu's not really a translatable word. It means white knuckles. It means, you know, the unstoppable. Mm. You know, if you wrong this person, they just will not quit until you're dead. The Prospector doesn't get a name, doesn't say anything, but he's certainly war-torn and, and, and unkillable. So I think that's who we're talking <laughs> about. Brief explanation, rest of it, let's go. It's John Wick in 1944. Um, he kills off Nazis in an array of ways each bloody gory getting more and more ridiculous towards the end it's filmed in the style of a 1970s exploitation movie in chapters a lot of people make comparisons to Tarantino I think in that aspect I'll um, certainly give them a hard on it's 90 minutes it's very violent it's ridiculous it's silly um, but who doesn't like seeing Nazis being destroyed in horrific ways
1: It's he is it's, it's the simplest like if you want to tell a simple story you don't want anyone to remember make him a Nazi
0: <laughs> or, or uh, you know English <laughs> I like I like the element of the silent protagonist because this film doesn't need a narrative. It doesn't. It doesn't. No, no, he, he, he's going to hurt you. Um, it, you know, there's no backstory, no flashbacks, no real motive. It's, it's kind of like Mad Max meets meets, a, <laughs> meets the Nazi movie with John Wick in the middle of it.
1: It's the the man with no name mission, isn't it? Yeah. You don't need to know about him. You know he's been wronged. And then he, his response is disproportionate. It's, <laughs> so, yeah. so. it's almost say so extreme. I don't know. <laughs> um,
0: but, it, you know, it's what it was. I mean, it's... I don't know with the with the super violent over the top stuff. They, they, I, do, I do think there is a line though that I think sometimes I do kind of lose it. Like this film started very gritty, very light. You know, I I, I oddly like, I could watch a movie of prospecting, I think. I'm at the stage of my life where I'm like, show me more about gold digging. You know when Tom Waits did it in that uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Yeah. I was very interested. I was like, oh, he's using the flags and he's digging now. Okay, it's quite interesting it's always when they find the gold that the villain comes in it it's no. not like what are you doing i'm trying to find god i'll come back tomorrow see if you've got it then but the beginning bit the first time he stumbles across the nazis I'm, you know it's very very good and then something happens in a minefield where he basically becomes captain america for a very short moment yeah. and i was like oh this is where we're going and then by the end when there's a moving plane that he gets on i'm like oh this is where we're going so i ca- it's, it's not my cup of tea the the ridiculousness of it, you know, like when that film Polar came out with Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, you didn't like that, did you? No, and no. it's like no, to too I, fair No one did. No one did, <laughs> so. but, but I should have because Mads Mikkelsen and it's comic yeah. book origin and it's a graphic novel and everything. But I, I, Caesar was fine. It was, you know, was, I I didn't expect anything else.
1: You didn't have to think. It, no. was, it was. I put it on. I didn't realize it was gonna be. As- I guess I knew it was going to be violent, but I thought it would be more Oh, I thought, it
0: was, I thought it was going to be way more violent. I'd heard that this was a very violent
1: yeah, I film. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was all right. I'm with you. It's mm. just like the Marvels. It was all right. There's, yeah. there's, there's better films than it, and there's, there's a lot of worse films than it, and there's a lot of better films than it. So it's, it's not fine. But it was really funny you should mention, you know, prospecting. And I'm going to leave you with this thought. When I'm watching a movie, like uh, any movie, I always judge the farmers and what their farmland looks like. There you go. I always go, I wonder if they're actually good farmers. Yeah. What? what a hill
0: to die on
1: there you go so I'm always like a huge fan of Interstellar Mm. I don't know if Matthew McConaughey is actually a decent farmer (laughs)
0: let that sink in genuinely Um, do 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 that (laughs) that's our shorter episode for this week let us know if you've seen any of the films or TV shows that we've talked about if there's anything new that's out that you want us to talk about or that we haven't seen or you haven't heard us rabbit on about write in let us know if I don't see you later good afternoon good evening good night goodbye